welcome today. And if you are a guest with us this morning, we are so happy to have you in service with us today. Those of you that are joining us online, wherever you may be watching us from, we welcome you part of this service today as well. Second Kings chapter 4. Second Kings chapter 4. And we do have service this evening. I realize um, some of you probably have plans and whatever this afternoon, but we will be back here this evening. Second Kings 4 verse number 8. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem where was a great woman and she constrained him to eat bread. Kind of sounds like she put him in a headlock, but I don't, I don't think that's really what it means. I think she invited him. I mean, she was a great woman. She may have, you know. <laughs> she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. I don't know about you. I don't have to have anybody constrain me to eat some bread. Just just put it out there. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. So let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick, and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in. I want to preach to you for a little bit this morning on this subject, the significance of the insignificant. The significance of the insignificant. Lord, thank you for the privilege of being in your presence today. God, you're so good and we honor you for your goodness, your grace, such amazing grace that you have bestowed upon each one of us. Truly, we are undeserving yet you have given it and continue to give it so freely and we thank you for that today. Lord, I pray that you would minister in this service this morning through your word. God, that your spirit would speak today through your word. That you would touch hearts and lives in this place today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. King James says it it fell on a day. I think I think we could paraphrase that to say it it just so happened. Just so happened that Elisha passed by and was on his way to Shunem and there was a woman, great woman, the Bible says. She welcomed him into her home and provided him something to eat and then as The scripture says he continued to pass by continually. And as a result of his continually passing by, she she says to her husband, "Let's, let's put an addition on the house. Let's create a room that is specifically for the man of God. And when he passes by, we don't have to invite him in. He doesn't have to wait to be invited in. He will know that there is a place for him. And there's a bed and a table and a stool. And 
a candlestick, and so whenever he comes by, he he can just stop in and rest and relax. I don't I don't think there was a lot of fanfare with this. I don't think there was all kinds of pomp and circumstance. I think it was just kind of a in some ways, I think to her it was just kind of an insignificant thing. He passes by regularly, and so if he's going to pass by regularly, why don't we just give him some place to rest? Give him some place to be comfortable. I think if there's any job in the whole world that has seemingly insignificant things as a part of it, it's the job of a mother. Did you know that in in the first couple of years of life, in the first two years, on average, a baby goes through 6,000 diapers. The average child altogether goes through 7,000 diapers. 6,000 diapers in two years. They say that disposable diapers are the third largest single consumer item in landfills. If, if you did, I, I did the math this morning, I meant to write down a note and I forgot to do it, so I'll try to, hopefully I'll get it close enough. I, I don't know, I, 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 think in a, I think saying that it, an average of uh, a minute and a half to change a diaper is, I mean, I think that's probably a little low. By the time you have to undo the clothes and change the diaper and then, you know, especially when it's not just liquid in there. So at, at a minute and a half, at a minute and a half to change, and it's probably higher. I didn't read this. This is, my, this is just my guesstimate. This is not a scientific researched thing. At a minute and a half, that is over seven days of your life changing diapers. That's a week's vacation that you have spent changing diapers. I think it's, I think I read somewhere, that's somewhere around $10,000 a year, they say, for expenses for a child. No wonder I'm broke. I wish, man, I wish they had find my phone when I was, when we had toddlers. Because if we had find my phone when my kids were toddlers and I was at home and they got a dirty diaper, I would have been able to see how long do I need to delay. And I, I could have timed it just right. I would have had everything just in order to make it look like I was just about to change it and you just happened to walk through the door. Yeah, since you're here, you do the diaper, I'll unload the car. 
course, the bottom line is it was really very economical in our household for my wife to change the dirty diapers. Because I went through probably half a pack of wipes. I have, she, she would wipe, fold, wipe, fold, wipe, fold. I had the diaper laid out. I had multiple wipes laid out. I had the trash bag ready. Do you realize that the challenge that we have is life really is made up of seemingly insignificant moments? How many of you have looked back at decisions that you made at some point and to the adults today. How many of you look back at, at, at teen years, at decisions you made in a moment that was seemed an insignificant decision and, 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 and it led to positive or negative consequences? You had no idea. You had no idea what it was, how it was going to impact the future. I really don't think this, this, this woman had any idea when she decided to create a place for the man of God to stop and stay. I don't think she had any idea the significance of that in that moment. She, she was just doing a kind deed and, and, and maybe, maybe she was somewhat of a spiritual woman and, and out of honor and respect because of her, her commitment to God, she decided, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the man of God a place to stay at our house. I don't think she really thought anything of it besides that. It was just an insignificant thing to her. But as we read on in this chapter, if you go down to the next verse after where we stop, verse number 11, the Bible says it fell on a day. That he came thither, the man of God came and he turned into the chamber and he lay there and he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, say now, you know what, I bet if I did this to some of you, you'd leave this church. You wouldn't, you'd go find you another pastor. If I had somebody come bring you up to me and I talked to them and told them to talk to you. (laughs) That's what he did. <laughs> he, he, he tells his servant, go get her. And he gets her, and now he tells his servant, "Tell she, I mean, she's standing right there. And y'all are a tough crowd today. Woo. He says, say unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What, what is to be done for thee? Would you be spoken to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I, I dwell with my own people. Basically what she was responding and saying was, I'm good. I'm okay. I don't need anything. I, I, I've got a husband. I've, I, I, I've got an okay life. I'm all right. He says, what, what can I do for you? She's not calculating the fact that what she did at some point previous to this, seemingly done insignificantly, really had great significance. 
in her life. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily she hath no child, and her husband is old. I guess maybe she was young. And he said, Call her. And when he called her, she stood in the door and he said, About this season, according to the time of life, you will embrace a son. And she said, No, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaid. She, she was saying, No, don't, don't mess with me. Don't play with me. I personally think she said that because I think she had made peace. Based on her response to the question of what can be done for you and the fact that she did not bring this up, I think she had made peace with the fact this is my lot in life. I'm going to be a barren woman. I will never birth a child. And so the man of God says, you're, you're going to have a child. And she says, don't. Don't lie to me. Don't don't play with me. The Bible says the woman conceived and and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. We don't know how old she was. It just says her husband was old. But obviously her response to Elisha proves that that she had lived long enough to be at peace with what her lot in life was. And and there there was no premeditated motives to building a place for the man of God to stop and none of us, no 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 person likes to feel like you're being used. No person likes to feel like someone's being nice to you ultimately for what they can get out of you. That wasn't the case with her. She wasn't, she wasn't trying to do something in hopes of getting something. She was just doing what seemed like to be a very insignificant thing. Let's just, let's just create a room and put a little bit of furniture in that room so that that whenever the man of God comes by, he can stop and rest. But because of that small act of kindness, the man of God responds and says, that, what, what can I do for you? What can I give you? And then I, I, I came across something a couple days ago. I, I, I know the part of the story I've just read to you fairly well. I've mentioned it, I've preached about it, I've used it many times, but but several chapters later, that's chapter 4 that we just read, but several chapters later in 2 Kings chapter number 8, the Bible says, then, watch this, out of all the people, out of all the people that he could have given the very important message he's about to give that message to. The Bible says that he that then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise, 
And go thou and thine household and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord hath called for a famine. And it shall also come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. And it came to pass at the seven years end that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines. And she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. All of this seems to have been started by a very simple act. I'm just going to make room for the man of God that whenever he passes by, he can come in and rest. And out of that, a woman who was childless is given a child. But then beyond that, she's given inside information. A famine is coming and it's going to last for seven years. And so you need to get your family together and you need to go someplace else. She comes back at the end of that seven years and cries unto the king for her house and for her land. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha hath done. And it came to pass, as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life, that, behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, O my lord, O king, this is the woman. And this is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. Look who's here. It just so happens. It fell on a day, and it just so happens. This is the woman. This is the lady I'm telling you about whose son was restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king, watch this, watch this. She, she, tells her husband on a whim let's let's add an addition to our house from that she now births a child from that she's told famine's coming so you need to do something to take care of your family from that when she finally comes back home watch what happens The king appointed unto her a certain officer saying, Hmm. Oh, I I need some moms to hear what I'm about to read. Hmm. Restore all that was hers. And all, oh, I feel something in this place right now. And all the fruits of the field, since the day that she left the land, even till now. 
I'm preaching to some moms today that you've had some things lost and some things stolen and there's been some famines in your life. But I've come to tell you there's some insignificant things that you did in the past that they may have seemed insignificant. You you didn't think a whole lot about them, but God was taking note of those things. And out of some insignificant things you did, there are going to be some significant things things that God is going to do in your life and he's going to restore oh hallelujah 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 my, my, my wife said something the other day in the context I'm not going to give you all the details of what it was all about, but 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 and this is kind of really paraphrasing a little bit. But she said she says it's these moments that make those moments what they are. In, in essence, what she was ref, what she was talking about, it's these little things, it's these little moments that make the big moments more meaningful. Can I can I tell some parents something today? Your kids are not first and foremost interested in Hershey Park. Some of you don't give the, your kids the time of day and you want to do some big moments every now and then. You need some little moments. It's the little moments that make the big moments important. I, we, we, I, I didn't, they, they have the right, all four of them, all four of my biological children, and obviously the sons-in-laws all have the right now to do, I mean, Nathaniel's 20 years old, he's a man. They have the right to run their own lives, basically. Hopefully they'll let Jesus always do that, but, but just about every Sunday, in fact, it's the exception to the rule. Every Sunday, you'll find all eight of us eating lunch together. I, they're welcome. I mean, the fact that... I, whatever. They're welcome to do whatever. But you know what? I, I appreciate those moments. And of course, most of you know where a lot of those Sundays are. But that... That's the, those, I appreciate those moments, but usually there's distractions and stuff going on. But it's those little moments that make the other moments. Through several different blessings of God that definitely, not because of me or any of them at this point, but we, we were all able to go to California for Timothy's uh, graduation on Friday, got his bachelor's degree, and we were all able to go. And and uh, you know, it, it's it's the I, I've told you before, God, we 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 got a we we got a we had a uh, we had a four bedroom, two and a half bath Airbnb, and the Lord orchestrated all we had to do was pay the cleaning fees. That's that's the goodness of God. But man, man, what a what a we had a Friday night. Or we went out to eat, 
I don't know if I've ever laughed so hard. I definitely don't know if I've seen all eight of us laugh so hard at the same time. Everybody at the table was in tears. I appreciate those moments, but, but they're also a result of smaller individual moments. That's why couples end up, when all the kids are gone, looking at each other, don't know each other. And end up divorcing because all of those insignificant moments were ignored. Oh, hallelujah. Worship didn't go so well, and the preaching don't feel like it's going so well either. I might be, uh, I might be on vacation again tonight. Uh, whew, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> just, just small things. It's the, it's the. My, my, my mom has some priceless treasures in her house that came from the dollar store. Because when my kids were young, we'd take them to buy presents. It, it, it's, it's the insignificant things that you don't understand that God is paying attention to and others are paying attention to. It, it was all just a simple act of kindness that was setting her up for some things in the future. I'm, I'm preaching to some people this morning, and I'm, I've come today with a, with a burden, especially for mothers here today. But I'm, I'm preaching to everybody, but I'm preaching to some moms here today. There's some insignificant moments that you, you don't even think about because you, it, it wasn't a big deal. But I've come to tell you today that God has been watching those small moments. And I believe that just as this woman ended up having what was taken from her restored because of some insignificant moments when you were faithful and, and you were doing the right thing and, and, and you were living the right way that God is going to honor you and bless you significantly for some very small things. Can I, can I remind some moms today, some parents, but some moms today that you've got children that have wandered away from the Lord. Can I remind you what the scripture says? The Bible does not say train up a child in the way they should go and they will never depart. Hello? It's not what it says. That's what we all wished it said. We all wished it said, train up a child in the way they should go and they will not depart. That is not what it says. And some of you need to let the Lord give you some renewed hope today. Because you've been misreading the verse. The verse says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart. I hate to say it, but that implies there there may be some time in there at which they depart. But you've got to promise that if you put those things in their hearts and in their spirits, the Bible says of Moses that after 40 years of living in Egypt, after all of the of the influence Egypt had on his life, in some of the most critical moments of his life, the Bible says when it came to a point in time. Well, you want to you want to talk about insignificant? 
a mom just nursing a little baby. That's just feeding the baby's a part of life. Whether you breastfed or you bottle fed, feeding the baby's what just what you do. It's just the part of life. It's what you do to just shut them up sometimes. Can you? I, there was no. I don't. I don't think there was any grand ideas of what of what Moses' mother was doing when she was volunteered to take care of Moses. I've said it many times before, and I'll be up front with you. I can't show you in Scripture where this, where it says this, but I believe with all of my heart that while Moses' mother was nursing him as that small child, that infant, I believe that she was saying some things to him that he probably had no ability to comprehend. I believe that as she was feeding him, she was sitting there, Moses, you're about to spend a lot of years in Pharaoh's house. And Moses, you're about to be offered the finest things that Egypt has to offer. And and you're going to get all kinds of opportunities in Egypt, Moses. But I just want you to know something Moses you're not an Egyptian I just want you to know Moses you were born as a Hebrew you were born as a child of God and I don't care how wonderful Egypt may be and I don't care how much pleasure Egypt may have I just want you to know Moses you're a Hebrew and the Bible says when it finally came time for him to make a decision whether he was going to continue as an Egyptian or he was going to embrace who he really was the Bible says he chose to suffer reproach with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season I'm here to tell you today if 40 years of the influence of Egypt in Moses life was not enough when it came time to make an ultimate decision if that wasn't enough to get him to stay in Egypt, then I'm preaching to some people today that have brought some children and dedicated them to the Lord and you gave them back when they were very young. I'm here to tell you today, it may not look like it right now. It may not seem like it right now. But I believe the King is looking down on some people today saying, I want you to restore Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We got any We got any big puzzle people here today? You love to do puzzles. You like puzzles. We got any puzzles? We got, yeah, we got a few of you. I don't, I don't think I'm a big puzzle person, but I enjoy them. And a lot of times when we, we're on vacation somewhere and staying in a, the same place for several days, not a motel, like a house or something. We usually will do a puzzle. Sometimes when we've gotten snowed in, we'll, we'll do a puzzle. That, 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 that wonderful completed puzzle, if you're not careful, you forget. It's the significance of very small individual pieces we, we look at the significance of the the whole picture but the significance of the whole picture is a result of insignificant pieces that fit together 
Bible says your, your labor of love, it's not in vain. There's a song, I, I think the song is a paraphrase of the scripture, maybe it's a quote, I can't remember exactly offhand, but there's a song that says, whatever you do for Christ will last. It's, those, it's just those seemingly insignificant, it, it happened on a day that Elisha passed by. As a result of his seemingly randomly passing by, this woman says, I'm gonna, I'm just, just gonna create a place for him to stop and rest. Not thinking anything else of it. Not knowing that as a result of that small act of kindness, a barren womb was going to birth a child not realizing that from that very small, seemingly insignificant decision, her family was going to be spared the suffering of seven years of a famine. All because one little choice to make a place for the man of God. I think there's some symbolism there with regards to God. When you and I worship, what we're doing is we're creating a place for God to rest. In fact, the Bible says He, he inhabits the praises of His people. He enthrones Himself. He, he sits, He rests in the praises of His people. Yeah. two sons-in-laws have now seen the other side of me. We had a pretty tight call yesterday getting to the airport. We checked in right at an hour before the flight. Supposed to be there an hour and a half plus early. Eight people all kind of other little things. My wife actually, we were on the road trying to get to the airport. My, my wife said at one point, it, it's, we're, it's fine, we're going to make it. I, I was smart enough, I don't mean this towards her, I mean this, the, the Bible says, I believe, therefore have I spoken. I think there's there's some things we end up getting because we speak them into existence. I'm not I'm not saying I didn't say anything because I didn't want to get in trouble with I'm saying I'm smart enough to know I, I said it I think last Sunday morning. In fact it's the same woman when she comes to the prophet when she's trying to get to the prophet because her son had died, he said the servant said, Is everything okay? And she says it's well. So she said, we'll be fine. We're going to make it. I'm thinking to myself, we ain't going to make it. I'm looking at the ETA on ways, and it ain't going down. It's going up. Well, 
guess what? Pretty obvious. We, we made it. If I'd have known then what I know now, I'd have been in a much better mood. Thankfully, I don't, I don't yell and scream. I just, I go to a whole nother level of quiet. That's what I do. And apparently it's not just another level of quiet. There is a vibe. I'm going to tell on Jacob, he's, he's got to learn a little bit more because we're standing at the gate. And he's like, well, we made it with five minutes to spare. Walk away from the walk away from the new son-in-law. Walk away. <laughs> Good thing there's a grandbaby on the way. I probably got a few new gray hairs, although, man, I sort of saw a video Timothy took the other night, and we were out doing some stuff. I'm like, who in the world is that old gray-headed man there? Good night. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching again. I'm going to hone in as I close on the moms. I'm preaching to some moms today, whatever season, whatever phase. Maybe some of you are in the phase, you've got the little ones. Man, it seems like dragging them to church service after service is so insignificant. You sit there, and what am I getting out of service? I'm here to tell you there'll be some, there's going to be some significant moments. You have no idea what you're sowing right now. That God is. I watch, I watch the, I watch the Englums. I, they, I watch them come to that prayer. Downtown Annapolis, pushing two strollers around with these. A little over a month now, right? Twins, two months already. Ooh. They could have. They could have easily just stayed home and nobody would have faulted them for that. If you stayed home with your little ones, that's fine. I, I realized my, my wife, she said, we were uh, was at ministers conference the other day. We were riding the, we were riding the, the one of the evening sessions and she says, one of my favorite things, I think this is pretty much the way she said it, one of my favorite things to do, one of my favorite things to do is to sit with you in church. Because 30 years of marriage, I was, I think maybe the first year or two, shortly after that, I was, I've been on the, and four kids, six and under at one point. I was leaving 
early those mornings to get to church to try to have a little bit of quiet and peace before I had to preach. Seemingly insignificant. She said, forgive me, I don't, I don't think I'm a boastful person. I definitely try not to. And I don't think I'm a proud person. And maybe just because I said that, I'm now proud. My wife, we were we were getting on the we were getting on the plane. I think the first plane yesterday. She and I were in the back of the group of eight of us. She said she wasn't being morbid by this statement, but she said, "Well, if this plane went down, it'd be a pretty big impact on Antioch." really good moment for a standing ovation but that I'm just <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> I preachers that do that kind of thing all the time get on my nerves that's why every now and then I gotta stew one of them I'm pretty sure that in the late 90s early 2000s the significance of today. I'm, I'm not, I realize some of you have kids that aren't in church anymore, and I'm, I'm preaching to you. I'm coming back to you in a moment. But can I, for some of you that you don't have this right now, I, I do want to challenge the ones that their future is still ahead of them. There's, there's nothing, man, there's nothing like it. I got this. She said, I got to thinking of, wow, and then to get to <laughs> this opportunity this morning with my, my sons. I, I don't, I think those were some <laughs> lots of insignificant, frustrating moments, not understanding the significance of what God was going to do in the future. So to you parents with little ones that come and feel like you don't get anything out of service don't don't miss the significance of what's coming because of your seemingly insignificant moments and to those of you today that famine has come you're dealing with the impact and the loss of the famine here to tell some people today the king the king has seen what you've done in those insignificant moments and there's going to be some very significant things that the king is going to do for you because of all of those insignificant you did. Would you stand, please? As you stand, can I can I ask all the moms if you would please just you make your way down to this altar area. You're a mom here today. I know we got a couple of mothers to be. Would you join us? I know we got a couple 
I know at least one person here this morning, pregnant, probably others. As you as you come down, would you just kind of gather in a little bit, and then as you do that, would you just would you just reach over and join a hand with a with a mother beside you? I'm going to ask those of you in the congregation. Would you stretch your hands towards the front to these moms and? Two moms to begin to pray one for another and just believe that the presence of the Lord is just going to sweep through here right now. It may not be in an overwhelming way that knocks you off of your feet, but I believe there's just some There's some virtue. There's some virtue that's just going to flow through here right now. I say, what what is virtue? I think the gist of what virtue is, that in in the virtue of the Spirit of God is, is really anything you need. Some of you are dealing with difficulties right now. Some... I'm looking at some moms that have got children that have strayed from the Lord. Looking at some moms that maybe you've got relationships with your children that are broken right now. But I just, I want you to allow the Spirit of the Lord just to sweep through right now and just touch your mind, your heart. I believe I'm looking at an altar full of moms that there's a lot of seemingly insignificant moments but God has seen them decisions you've made and things that you've done that you didn't even really think all that much about it it, it wasn't really that big of a deal to you it it just kind of seemed like the thing to do and so you you did it God God was watching. God was watching. I'm not telling you it's all going to get restored tomorrow. I'm not telling you it's all going to change this year, but I am here. I believe I'm here in the Holy Ghost to some moms in this room right now that just, just hang on. Hang on, you've got a lot of seemingly insignificant moments, but they have gotten God's attention. God's noticed the small things that you've done. There's going to be some very significant things that happen because of those little things. Father, I pray right now that you would touch every mother in this place, Lord. God, I pray that grace and strength would rest upon each one of them right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, even even if even for those mothers standing here right now, whatever ages their kids are, they're in church, seem to be.
doing okay. We've got the we've got the craziness of this world that wars against our minds that tries to torment us and produce fear. I pray that you would bring peace today. Lord, if if what Moses' mother was enough, if what she put in him in that very brief season, the very beginning of his life when he didn't even have the ability to really understand or comprehend what she was saying, if, if, if that was enough to overcome all of the influences of Egypt, then your spirit the seeds of your word that have been sown, God, they're they're enough. They're enough, Lord. I pray today, Father, for every mother in this sanctuary that is in a season, in a place where they're seeing the loss, particularly with regards to children that have wandered away from you. I pray just as the king appointed a servant to restore to the Shunammite woman what was hers, I pray that you would restore to each one of these moms, each one of these families. In the name of Jesus. 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 the Father above, sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless From the Father above, sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless billows of love.
coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless billows of love. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless billows of love oh peace peace wonderful peace coming down from the Father above sweet over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows of love sweep over my spirit Forever I pray in fathomless billows of love. Sweep over my spirit forever I pray. In fathomless billows of love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the sweet touch of your presence in this place today. Thank you for the sweet touch of your spirit in this place today, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus' name. Praise God. God bless you again to, to all of you and especially our guests. Thank you for being with us on this wonderful Mother's Day. God bless you.